I'm Russ White at the Network Collective, and this is a Network Collective short take. In this short take, I'll be talking about state, surface, and optimization. Assume you start with a single database sitting on a single server. Various hosts, such as A and B in this diagram, can access this database to both read from and write to this single database. Any database locks, if they occur at all, are short-lived, so application performance does not suffer from these short-term locks in the database system. There are various kinds of state in this simple system, of course, the state of the information itself within the database, the state of host interacting with the database. There has to be a protocol and there has to be marshalling to get the data back and forth in a way that both the server and the application running on the host understand what is being transferred. But then one day you're running along nicely and the system crashes. Well, I know that never happens with databases, but assume it does for this one. Assume that the load on the server has become too great, which has caused the, server, the, the database to crash. So you decide to create a second copy of the database. Because you want to be good about using your resources and making sure that it doesn't crash because of lack of resources, you place this second copy onto a second server. You have now added some state. There are two copies of the database, so two copies of the same state. You've doubled the state in terms of the sheer number of database records. There is the on-the-wire state required to synchronize these two databases, things like flow control and error correction and things like that. You have also increased the speed of the state. The speed at which the state can move from one system to another now matters in the overall functioning of the system or the performance of the application. You have also added some interaction surfaces. The two databases must be synchronized in some way. Hence, the two applications must manage the two copies of the database. These two applications must be interacting through some system. The database must be carried across the network. The database application has to interact with the network stack on each host. The network stack must interact with the network hardware sitting underneath that network stack. The network hardware must interact with the physical media, etc. You have all these interaction surfaces layered up and down that you have actually added. It's pretty easy to see that adding the second copy of the database drives complexity into the system. It makes the system more complex. You've increased the amount of state, you've increased the speed at which state must move through the system, and you've added a whole slew or a whole set of interaction surfaces. In adding the second copy of the database, though, you are also making this entire system more optimal. Assuming, in this case, that optimal means a single device failure does not take the entire system down. Optimal can mean different things in different situations. This is a pretty tricky and slippery word to define. Because adding a second copy of the database helped make the system more optimal, for some meaning of the word optimal, remember in this case single point of failure is our definition of optimal, you decide to be proactive and say, what happens if two different servers crash? I need to add a third. But it turns out to add this third copy, you need to add a network device of some type. It's shown in the diagram as a router, but it could be a switch or something else. In adding the third copy, you're adding more state yet again. The volume of the state, by having two copies of the database, you now have three copies of the database. The speed of the state, because now the three copies must copy the information between one another to make the system effective. So the speed at which the application performs depends in some degree on the way that that information is copied. So the speed at which those things are copied is important. There is additional state 
in the network device itself, such as a forwarding table, perhaps a routing protocol or a control plane. In adding the third copy, you also add more interaction surfaces. Of course, you still have the software to the network system, but you also have the network system to the router or the switch, and the router or the switch to its network system, and the network system to the application on the other end. So you have all of these multi all of this multitude of interaction surfaces that you've added to the system. You can think of the complexity and the effectiveness, the optimization of the system, and other things as a set of curves complexity, solution effectiveness, and robustness. As you add complexity, you tend to push solution effectiveness and robustness higher. Hence, added complexity has the effect of making the system more optimal for a given purpose and making the system more robust to failure. However, all systems have a point where the law of diminishing returns will take effect. When the system is complex enough to require a lot of abstraction, and these abstractions cause a lot of instances of the law of unintended consequences to take effect, and you end up with positive feedback loops and other things like this, what happens is, is the system becomes less robust over time as you continue adding complexity. This set of curves can be tied directly to the state, surface, and optimization triad. In adding more complexity, you are adding more state or more interaction surfaces to produce a more optimal solution for some definition of optimal. However, at some point, you reach the point of dimin diminishing returns. At this point, the optimization of the system will level out, and the robustness of the system will begin to drop dramatically. This is the point at which the system becomes robust yet fragile. How do you know when a system has reached this point? This is largely fingertip feel and experience with large-scale systems, but this is a topic for a future short take. That's it for this time. Visit us at the Network Collective for more content that will help you build your cognitive and metacognitive skills as a network engineer. While you're there, check out our membership, which unlocks even more great content, as well as access to an awesome community of network engineers. And remember, you can always find me at rule11.tech. Thanks.